I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio. Why did the Clydesdale give the pony a glass of water? Because he was a little horse. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey everyone, a few announcements to get through before we get into today's episode. First off is that our sister show, Plumbing the Death Star, is performing at the Sydney Comedy Fest on May 6th and 7th, and then heading up to Brisbane a few weeks later on Friday the 26th. Just head to sanspantsradio.com live to purchase your tickets. 
Also, we've launched our new membership service, Sanspans Plus. It's very similar to Patreon. In fact, you can use your Patreon login on the site if you'd like. But to reflect the new service, we've made some changes to the reward structure. And while the $5 tier remains mostly unchanged, for $10 a month, you'll be getting a heap of bonus content in the future. The first is titled The Plumbing Boys Play Slash Ruined Sunless Citadel, as well as suggest a topic for any of the shows in the Sanspants network. And for $25 a month, you get to suggest an NPC for Adam to use in future campaigns and a D&D is for Nerds season pass, which means as soon as we have a campaign ready, you'll be the first ones to hear it in its entirety. Just head to sanspantsplus.com and sign up today. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. Today we're looking at Rings. I'm Gabe. I'm Ems. I'm Handsome Tom. Rings. <laughs> oh boy, what a film. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be the true story of how the Olympic rings became friends. Um, oh. Wasn't it? No. no. The, the uh, Pixar touted masterpiece. And that's not yeah. the fix I'm doing on the film. So that's I'm not a happy, happy no, good time? No, you're going to get First scared. of all, can I just say, just straight off the bat, fuck you for making me watch a horror <laughs> film. <laughs> and second of all, but fuck you for making me watch a horror film that wasn't even good. Yeah. Um, well, in his the ring defense, is terrifying. that's not his fault. Okay, so Rings, because I, I love this franchise pretty passionate. You watched that weird Grudge versus Ring film. I tried mm. to watch that weird Grudge versus Ring film, which I'll get into a bit because, like, oh, boy, if, if ever a 2016 Rings film needed a fix, it was that one. 16, whatever, whatever you were in now. Basically, like, my history of this franchise was that when I was a kid, I was terrified of horror films, and I'd never actually seen a horror film. I just knew they were going to scare me. And there was this That's, weird, that's like, my, my operating <laughs> yeah, life. That's where you're at. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah. Basically, the way it kind of played out was that, like, I went to this sleepover when I was in primary school and my friends were like, oh, we're going to watch Jeepers Creepers. It's the scariest film ever. And it no, is. it wasn't at all. I watched oh, it and I was terrified. God. I was like, it's MA. How am I going to sit through this? No. It's going to be really scary. I was like 12. Okay. And then I watched it and I was like, that wasn't scary at all. Oh. And then I just went on this like multi-year quest to find, and that's why I love so many horror films. Cause like during those formulative <laughs> years, I just went through horror film after horror film, looking for the one that would scare me. And the first horror film that legitimately scared me was the ring. It's, remember, that's fair. It's fucking, but, isn't Naomi Watts the original? Yeah. 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 The, the, yeah. the bit that got me real fucking good. And the bit that still haunts my dreams I is like the, this is the same thing. I saw her face bit. Yeah. It's the first real scare you get in that film. I'm scared now. When it's like, <laughs> you open the cupboard door. Yeah. And, and she's just, there. Just, and <laughs> it's just the fact that her face is just like, it's, it's not, ridiculously deformed mm. it's just like Wrong. honestly they would have whacked some it's like gray disturbing. makeup and like had her open her mouth a bit and it's so unsettling yeah. because in the japanese version it's literally she's just in the cupboard with her mouth open looking scared but it's the fact that like her face is gray and in some of the in like the second one for example i think you see some fucked up faces and they're significantly yeah. more fucked up and it's less scary yeah because yeah. you, you sort of expect it second yeah time it's around. the fact that like you know her face it's just it's just gray mm. and it's, it's just so off-putting and so unsettling it's just that little bit wrong. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just enough wrong to stick with you in yeah. its simple wrongness. Is that sorry, oh. just sort of remembering it now? Doesn't the, the camera sort of like smash straight into her face? Yeah, it jumps it's in sort of a like, little boom, bit. Like it like goes opens in. the door and then yeah. it jumps in. You get like a sort of upper middle close-up or whatever yeah. it's called yeah. and you get that. Yeah, but from that moment on, I was like, this is fucked. Yeah. And basically being me, I was like, now I have to consume everything in this franchise. And so I dug up <laughs> the. Like I, I dug out yeah, her. Right? But this is a, this is a really really weird story. 
I dug up the original Japanese novel. Written. I thought you were going to say, I dug up this old videotape. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no, no. The um, original Japanese girl from the movies. I, I did um, I did have a weird instance where like, I told my little brother about the videotape because it was a special feature on the DVD of the videotape. And I was like, yeah, and he hadn't seen the film. But I was like, yeah, so they, you, know, you, you watch it and then the phone rings and they tell you you're going to die in seven days. And I put it on to show him. And the phone rang the moment the videotape <laughs> came. <laughs> I would have had a heart attack. Oh, I would have. I would have. Right now. Every bodily function in my body would have stopped. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, look. And I would have yeah. died. Oh. That's. I have a great relationship with my brothers. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I just just on the note of of that videotape itself, the core premise. The only way I get through watching any Ring film, and weirdly, I've seen the Ring twice, hmm. and now Rings. Um, I think I've seen the second one. The second one. Does the second one have creepy climbing up the well? Yeah, which yeah. is about the only scary scene yeah. in the film. Cool. It's pretty crap otherwise. Well, it's scary. Everything <laughs> is scary. Anytime they show the footage on the videotape, I just don't watch those. I just look away. You're not like, getting that phone call. Well, if I can't see it, I'm not getting that phone <laughs> call. Like, for the record, like I know the rules of this horror film. Yep. If I don't see the video, I can't get the phone call. <laughs> it's it's pretty like terrifying subliminal imagery one way or another. Mm. Anyway, like just even just things like you know the nail going through the thing. Yeah, going, like fuck, this new just, one. I wouldn't know. New video. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no, but, I, I saw some of the ones in the new one because they use it as like when she has the visions of yeah, stuff, you see the videotape. Stuff. So anyway, I think what really consolidated my love for the franchise was digging up the original novel and reading that, and. It's funny because, like, it's very, very different to the film hmm. because basically the main character is a male and the Martin Henderson character, uh, who's nowhere in the American No, Noah, yep. He is, like, this really eccentric, fucked up university professor who's, like, this really odd, interesting character. And the whole book plays out totally down to earth, just hmm. like an investigative thriller. There's not really anything supernatural. Okay. Basically, the whole thing, they're, like, really sceptical about it. More or less, the plot kind of plays out the same way until the end when- Shit goes sideways. Yuji Takayama, the, um, the yeah. uh, friend character, dies. And it sort of ends the same way where he's like, I have to make a copy and repeat it. I flat out adored this book. Like, I'd never loved a book the way I loved reading Ring. Yeah. There was just something about the way it was written, something about the way the story played out and everything. I remember I was staying in a hotel with my family when I was a kid when I read it. And I remember Dad, like, waking me up the next morning being like, why are you hugging a book? Oh. Why are you lying in bed <laughs> hugging a book? No, oh. no, that's not how he said it, Gabe. How did he say it? He, he, he said, he said, son, why, why are you lying in bed hugging this book? <laughs> oh, good. But anyway, so... There are, at the time, there were three books in the Japanese series, Ring, Spiral, and Loop. So I got Spiral next, mm. and Spiral does this fascinating thing where instead of picking up from where the original book ended, it jumps to a different perspective of a totally different character, and he's this professor, he's a, he's a doctor, and he's doing the autopsy of Ryuji Takayama, who died oh. in the first one. And okay. doing that, he sort of finds something wrong in the body that Shouldn't implies be there. that there's a yeah. virus that basically the videotape causes this virus. And so he kind of looks into it and it approaches the whole plot of the first one from a scientific perspective wow. of him like investigating the yeah. body horror and science. And it, it goes into total science fiction territory. Cool. And basically what you slowly find out over the course of the book, and it is chillingly brilliant <laughs> because basically it was like if you're a pregnant woman and you watch the film, oh. you give birth to Samara. Nope. Nope. Or Sadako. Nope. And basically, it's a way for Sadako <laughs> to return herself to the world. I feel like we're completely and horrified for different reasons right now. At the right end now, of Tom. the film, it turns out that Ryuji Takayama, the no. Noah character from the no. first film, was helping her all along. No. And legitimately pulled all of that shit to manipulate everything to yeah, get her reborn. Fuck. And it ends with this moment where they go to the professor and they're like, we need your help. And his whole drive through the book is that he lost his son a couple of years ago and he really wants his son back. And they're like... We can bring your son back, 
but you have to help us essentially oh. destroy the world. Oh, and it ends with him making this horrible <laughs> choice where he's like oh. on the beach with his son and Ryuji and Sadako come to visit him. And they're both back and alive again. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, no, we've, we're going to take over the world. We've fucked up the whole world. And mm. you've made that choice to bring back your son, just so you know. And it, anyway, the book does a lot better than <laughs> I explained it, but it's fucking heartbreaking and chilling. And then the third book. Oh, God. The third book, you start reading it being like, what the fuck happens next? And it's just characters you've never met before in a totally fine world. And you're like, what's going on? And it's like this doctor who's like in this, oh, in this hospital. Uh, my back's to the door and, and I don't like it. He's, tr- he's struggling with the fact that all these people are dying of this new strain of cancer. And he keeps like, looking into it and he's like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? And then he finds out that everything that happened in the first two books took place in a constructed computer parallel universe. Oh. And because of the way the two worlds exist – our world has become symbiotic with the ring world and Sadako's fuckery in the ring world has created this strain of cancer that is destroying the real world. And slowly they look into it and then the main character of the book finds out that he is actually Ryuji Takayama whose vitals were taken out of the ring world when he died in the first ring, recreated the DNA of a new baby. And so when he comes back and helps Sadako in the second book, that's actually the main character of the third book coming back into the world to save the world oh my from the ring virus. Ah, it's I love it. fucking insanely I need to brilliant read these. Japanese crazy. I was going to say, that, it, that it's like batshit crazy that only the Japanese yes. can pull off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. Wow. And, it's, and then you watch like, and, and but get this, the Japanese <laughs> films, they made Spiral. They made Ring and they made Spiral what? at the same time. Like, and it was the only time this had ever been done. A film and its sequel were made at the same time, released at the same time. Ring became this huge cult hit. Spiral was flopped. A year later, they brought out The Ring 2, which has totally ignored Spiral. Spiral was brushed under the carpet. Japanese franchise continued with just, like, more cheap horror knockoffs. Spiral is the best film in the series. Really? Hands down. Wow. But because it's, like, weird, dark science fiction and not actually horror, yeah. people didn't get it. You no. rewatch Spiral now, it is better than all the other films and, in the and series. It, and wow. people watching Spiral... I reckon if you did that now with Twitter and YouTube and that kind of stuff, oh, fuck, you'd yeah. probably be able to do loop at Spiral and Ring at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd yeah. be much easier to and do. And pull it off. Back then it probably was just but too see, hard. It's, it's so yeah. funny because I'm like, it's almost like this secret history of a franchise where like people know the Ring series is like this series of fucked up Japanese horror films or the American remakes. Yep. Yeah. The novel was a pure science fiction. The first one's horror. After that, it's insanely intricate, insanely mm. mind-blowing sci-fi. Wow. And it's just like it's it's fucking amazing, but anyway. <laughs> so you installment. We, we've just we've just heard about how great and complex the yeah. world of Ring the Ring is. Now we're going to the like, like I said ugh. before. Fuck you for making me watch horror for a start. <laughs> fuck you for making me watch a horror that is bad. I don't know about you guys. You're probably not because you're both like like this shit. Sure. <laughs> I was scared a lot, but there were times in that film where I was like, oh really? Yeah. I wanted everyone to die. Yeah, yeah, they're all pretty awful. I'm the I'm the person who's watching a horror film. I'm the guy that you need to convince that person needs to live so I give a shit about all of them. I was actually just scared that I would be scared. I wasn't scared for their well-being. No. Oh. If they died, I was like, eh. Yeah. Also, I, I feel, I, I feel yeah. like that about anyone in the ring films because if you're dumb enough to watch that video, you deserve what's coming yeah. to you. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, I, I went in to watch it and I, I knew we were going to do a maintenance on it. I knew because I'd read all the bad reviews. It had been savaged by all the critics. Mm. But I was like, I'm probably going to love it anyway. And frankly, I did love it anyway. Really? From the moment, the wow. opening scene with the – 
plane. I was like, oh. this is fucking sick. The bit where Samara <laughs> comes out of the TV of the flat screen. When yeah, she, that shit. Yeah, that was that scary. Got she me. came out the phone at the end. But it was up, great. Like, just, and I was like, no, it's terrible. The script's bad. The characters are awful. The dialogue is unbelievably shit. But there were so many moments, like when fucking weird Johnny Galecki's character is looking at the, um when he first watched the video. And he looks out in the rain. And, and the yeah. fucking windows flashing yeah. at the well and stuff like that. I was like, and the opening on the plane, I just... So I lost my mind. I was having such a good time. <laughs> I was disappointed for the rest of the movie because they set up that film where it's like, she can get you anywhere. And then they go, she can get you anywhere. So what we're going to do, we're just going to put her normal in a normal place again. And go into her history And just go again. into her history again. And they kind of hint at it at the end of the film. How does the ring video and a character like Samara work in a viral universe? Yeah, where, yeah. Like, but things, they did nothing with it. They did nothing um, with it. Yeah. I'm never flying on a plane Can again, I make though. A <laughs> just, just cheeky confession. Um, I've done nothing with that either. Mm. Uh, you'll, you'll see what I've done. Well, well, you'll see what I've done. I might have to leave through <laughs> if it gets too scary. Okay, so I kind of came out of rings being like, I, I, I assumed for a maintenance, we would essentially say it's a movie maintenance of rings but it would just be a chance for me to pitch my own ring movie. No, this is like actually pretty much rings as it was, mm. but with some very key changes. Okay. I did Making a lot of, the characters not dickheads. Yeah. yeah. And Someone it's weird because like about? I sort of had a couple of ideas of what I would want to do with it. And then like I just didn't write it. And then I was on the tram coming here and you were recording in an hour and I was like, <laughs> I still haven't written this fucking pitch. And walking from the tram to the studio – I slowly started to, my ideas slowly started to kind of come together and I was like, okay, now I've got it. And I literally have just finished smashing this out. So I don't know if it's any good. I don't know <laughs> if it will make sense, but. Does that make it more or less scary? Uh, both. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely both. But we'll get it, we'll, if, if you guys are ready, we can pretty much dive into it and I can show you what I've done. Are you keeping blind Vincent D'Onofrio? I am actually. Wasn't, ah. oh, I, I actually, actually liked, I liked I him. I quite liked him. Yeah. And mm. I liked, I'll, I'll get into it. All right. Okay. Do All right. Let's jump um, in. Okay, um, so I'll squeal when needed. Yeah, cool. So more like the, um, pretty much like the film. We open with the plane scene. I want to keep that the same, but instead of that fucking awful dialogue of like the bit where he's like, hey, "Have you heard about this videotape that kills you when you watch it?" Mm. Because you would just hey, say that to, make to somebody. Smell talk on the plane. Yes, I watched a video that's real <laughs> fucked up, and all my friends are dead. Yeah. So let's not have that. But let's. The film was sort of like a reboot of the franchise, but it was also so mired in the mythology yeah. of the Previous, original two films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like. Who is this for? Yeah, it's, it's like, like they tried to make it for a new generation of fans. years later but, with different yeah. actors and none of the original cast. Yeah. And yet you're still tying in like Samara's mother, Evelyn. You're tying in all of that stuff from The Ring 2, not yes. The Ring 1. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, 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 like, and they didn't do does anybody remember enough the of a new really? story for people the who end? weren't invested in the previous Ring franchise <laughs> yeah. to watch the new one again. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought instead of having the that exposition delivered in a really shitty way by that, I kind of want to play with the fact that if we assume that people haven't seen the original Ring you're kind of sitting there being like, what the fuck's going on? Because like we can have the girl ask him, hey, what's up? You seem, you seem a bit shaken. And he just says nothing. And he's nervous. He's on edge. And maybe he sees flashes of things. You know, he sees the well in the window maybe. He sees a fly, maybe a centipede rounding the corner of a chair, all kinds of stuff like that. And then it plays out the same way because it was fucking sick with Samara yeah. coming out of the screens and, you know, opening scene the same because it was you- awesome. Do you still have the really bullshit bit that they never explained where that girl's like, I've seen the video no, too. What no, the fuck are you doing on I, this plane then? Yeah. And- I hate the new rules for The Ring because originally you're only punished if you watched The Ring. If I get on a plane and some dickheads watch The Ring video and Samara comes after him, I'm going to die as well. I'm going to play with that. Oh, Intriguing. I'm going to play with it. Gabe. Just let's, let's <laughs> I'm just, so on board. Let's okay, do bring this. It on. Okay, so you're going to be surprised by how little I've changed. So we get a cut to a college and we, here we meet Julia. 
the main character of the film. But we don't meet her shit boyfriend Holt because fuck that guy and and fuck the whole plot with her being so sad because he wasn't around. I'm just writing him off completely. Hey, poor man, Zac so, Efron. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so Julia, we meet her at college and she's awkward, she's naive, she's fresh out of a high school in a small town and we maybe get a bit of a montage of like her early days in college. You know, she, she straight up doesn't fit in. Maybe people like laugh at her like, clothes she struggles to talk to people at parties she can't seem to make friends and all the guys she's around just straight up want to sleep with her and nothing else and you know julia is kind of quiet and withdrawn but we see more and more of these like college parties or bar nights and stuff unfold we see that all of this is kind of getting to her but she doesn't say anything she's just getting more and more angry and just struggling to kind of deal with this and maybe we get a couple of phone calls to her mum. Maybe when her mum kind of pushes her, like, hey, how are you enjoying college, honey? She just kind of snaps, can't stand it. Maybe she even visits a counsellor and we get a bit of, like, frustrated, angry talk from her about how she doesn't understand why people are treating her like this. She doesn't understand why people can't just be nice. And so finally, one night, like, one last-ditch effort to fit in, she goes to a college bar party. And, you know, people, same as ever, turn up their noses at her. A couple of creepy quarterbacks try to hit on her. And eventually, Julia just gives up, sits down, takes a book out of her bag and reads. And then someone approaches her. A girl named Sky, who was in the film too, who recognized the book. And they talk, and like straight away they hit it off. And Sky is she's funny, she's smart. Maybe she shuts down a couple of people giving Julia shit, and straight away we see Julia warm to her because this is the first person who's actually been nice to her and a person who's fucking cool. Sky tells Julia, hey, look, man, you know, these places aren't worth going to. People you want to get to know, they go to cooler, more secret places than this. Julia's kind of intrigued, and Sky's like, Gabe, I'm going to show you. <laughs> so they're leaving the bar, and Julia's a little bit thrown by something. Because she gets that feeling like somebody's watching her and she turns and she sees in the crowd a young guy dressed in black just watching her. And he seems to go to follow them, but he loses them in the crowd. And for some reason, Julia's like really bothered by this. She kind of ignores it. She has bigger concerns. So here we're introduced to Professor Gabriel's club. Roughly the same as the movie, except maybe like a little bit dingier and more believably underground because like, yeah, sure, there's a whole college floor devoted to a death cult. But like, you know, <laughs> that more was or less so dumb. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. So maybe it's that like in a basement so somewhere. Yeah. Or like maybe it's like one classroom, like in a forgotten wing of the uni. It's like, I don't know. Anyway. They, um, and they hide their shit. Like School of Rock, yeah, that shit, guys. Yeah, exactly, Come on. Exactly. <laughs> But, you know, more or less the concept's the same. Gabriel got the tape from the possessions of the guy who died in the plane, followed up leads, and basically learnt about Samara and what's going on here. Now, Gabriel in this version is played by Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> what? So he is charming <laughs> and charismatic. Oh, okay, yep, yep. And Ooh. he welcomes Julia with open arms, and he's warm, and he's likeable, and he just kind of explains the whole story to her. He's not a dead shit. Exactly. No. Oh. Yeah. And Julia's kind of intrigued and kind of disbelieving by this, but she sees the photos and the documentations and all the weird shit that happens, and as it goes on she's kind of more and more compelled but also rightfully scared so she asks gabriel about the risk she's like don't people die but gabriel laughs it off he's like he says the genius of this is you're safe if you make a copy now he says we, i'm gonna hang on to the concept of tales that you know somebody mm. had, you have your tail who i i, I yeah. did like that idea that yeah. you, i thought that was really you cool. sort someone out so um, so he's sort of like it follows really that's what you very yeah. i hate that film as well <laughs> but i'm remaining celibate because of that film <laughs> but gabriel explains you can't this is one thing I thought Rings didn't clear up because, like, when Sky in the film was losing her shit about the fact she didn't have a tail, I was like, why doesn't Gabriel just offer to watch the film for her? So Gabriel's going to clarify, you can't be somebody's tail twice. Once you've seen the tape, you've seen the tape. Whether you make a copy or not, like, you know, there's no... Yeah, if you go back and watch again. it, you don't get the phone exactly. call again. Nothing yeah. It's just done for you. Exactly, yep. the end. Yep. So he says, you know, once you've seen, once, once the copy's been made, that's it. Effects won't happen again. But he says, look, the fact is there are endless people fascinated in this. Basically, he says, I want to explore the paranormal. I want to find evidence of a world beyond our own. Because the truth is, at heart, I'm a scientist. And from this, I have quantifiable evidence that strange things do happen when you watch this tape. And yes, he admits, people have died, but years ago. 
And he's kept track of this ever since, and he believes he has all of this in a safe and controlled environment. And frankly, the benefits outweigh the really minimal risks because you make a copy and you're fine. Imagine being able to prove the existence of an afterlife. And now Gabriel kind of puts on the cell. He says, we are pioneers. We are the names that will be associated forever with one of the greatest discoveries in the history of the human race. Imagine being part of changing the world. That's what you can be. And Julia kind of looks at him and says, yeah, okay, you want me to be someone's tail. And she goes to leave. And Gabriel says, no, 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 no. Only if you want to be. I have a whole college to choose from. This isn't a recruitment. It's an offer. What do you say? Julia kind of looks around at all of it and she's thinking and she sighs and she just says, no, this is not what I came to college for. Sky tries to stop her, but she just leaves. And as she does, we see Sky and Gabriel exchange a very dark, very scared look. Mm. So Julia goes back to class and tries to focus, but she's distracted. She's thinking about the video on the story of Samara, this abused girl who took out her revenge on the whole world. So we can assume that, like, during the scene, Gabriel kind of gives you the gives rundown. Gives the video. Yeah, everything, yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much, if you've yeah. seen the ring, you get that from that. Yep. And as all this kind of plays out in her head, she starts seeing more and more of that strange guy from the bar around the campus. Never approaches her, but always seems there. Hmm. Then one night, Julie gets a call from Sky, who's like, come around. Look, I, I want to apologize. You're cool. I think we can be friends. I didn't mean to make you feel manipulated. Don't fucking buy for a second, Sky, you lying piece of trash. Julia's hesitant, but she's so lonely. So she just goes to Sky's place. And straight away, we see something is up. Mm. Sky is pale. She's sweating. She lets Julia in. She locks the door. And Julia immediately twigs what this is. Please, Sky begs. Please, I don't have much time. I need you to watch the tape. My tail ran off and Gabriel couldn't find anyone else. Julia says, I thought he had a whole college to choose from. Sky's pissed off. What, you think he can just tell anyone? What the fuck happens if he gets reported? you know how bad this could look? Please, Julia, I will find you a tale. I promise. I. TV turns on. <laughs> Julia stares at it. Sky starts to cry. Please, she begs. Please. She grabs Julia. She starts to get violent. Julia shoves her off and locks herself in the bathroom. Sky's like banging on the door. And as in the movie, we get that same fucking amazing Samara attack. Sky rips the TV out of the wall. Samara emerges anyway. Sky is fucked. In the bathroom, Julia's listening. She hears the strange sounds. She sees the flickering lights through the window. And Gabriel's words echo through her head. Proof of an afterlife. Julia gets to her feet and opens the door. Oh, you dumb bitch. (laughs) And finds herself face to face with Samara. Dripping wet, hair in her face, the terrifying girl stands right there. Julia does not move. And Samara leans forward and whispers something in her ear. Then she's gone. Julia's terrified, shaking. She looks over at Skye's body. She sees her fucked up face and she just runs. She goes straight to Gabriel, like straight to the sort of ring area. Gabriel's the only person there. And she reports what she saw. And Gabriel's fascinated and terrified and Skye's dead. But Julia can't hear any of this. He's like, how many people have seen the tape? How far has this spread? Gabriel tells her, look, not to worry. It's under control. Julia points out, it obviously isn't. This isn't an experiment anymore. Somebody is dead. What happened to Sky's tail? Gabriel kind of deflates. He says, she was the first, but there's been others. People with tails have just dropped out one by one. I'm doing my best, but finding people and trying to be clandestine about this is getting hard. And I think the word is spreading. People just seem to be dropping out. Something's going on. And now that Sky is dead, if this gets out, I don't know what will happen to those students who've seen the tape. They trusted you, Julia Snarls. You have to make this right. And then a voice from the shadows. 
He can't. Julia and Gabriel turn. The mysterious young man steps out of the dark. Who are you? Gabriel asks. But the young man ignores him. You can't fix this. You have to just let it end. Let it end? Gabriel laughs. I can't do that. The future of the human race could be defined by what I discover here. This isn't ending. It's only just beginning. You've got no more tales, the young man says. I made sure of that. Word will spread. And realisation hits. Gabriel is furious. You killed them, he snarls. You killed my students. I had it under control. I had the whole thing under control. No, the young man says. You don't understand. She never sleeps. And then he raises a gun and shoots Gabriel in the head. What the fuck? (laughs) Julia is horrified. The man turns to her. Who are you? She demands. My name is Aiden, he says. Oh, you said that? Fuck yes. Oh, thank God. Oh, fuck yes. Later, he'd be like 19, 20. And I just saved your life, he says. And now we learn what happened to Rachel's son from the first two films. Thank God. And he explains to a still-shocked Julia who he is, who his mother was, what happened, what they went through, how they were among the first to discover and defeat Samara, but it never left them alone. Over the years, the dreams didn't stop. Rachel turned to drink and now can barely function. Aiden dedicated himself to tracking down and destroying every copy of the tape he could. And Julia, she's still shaking. She, you killed Gabriel. All, all of those students who just lost their tails. Yeah, he just shot a guy in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and Aiden just says, yeah, I killed them. And I saved countless others. Don't you get it? It's a virus. It spreads. The more people who watch, the more copies get made, the more people die. Plenty escape, sure, but that was Samara's plans. The ones who escape keep it going and kill hundreds. The only way it stops is by letting a handful die to save many more. Julia shakes her head. No, she says, that that, that can't be the only way. Aiden just kind of smiles wryly. My mother thought that too. Thought she could put Samara to rest somehow. Doesn't work like that. Samara started somewhere, Julia says. She started down in that well, Aiden replies. Whatever she is now isn't human. Can't be reasoned with. And something crosses Julia's face. What if that isn't true? What if your mother tried but missed the target? What if it wasn't putting Samara's body to rest that would end this? Then what, Aiden asks. What makes you think that? In response, Julia starts collecting all of Gabriel's papers and files, his years of study on Samara. And then... Obviously, there's still a body there. They leave. They hurry away. Go back to Julia's dorm room. Julia's still obviously conflicted about working with somebody who she just saw kill someone, but not nearly as conflicted as she is about letting potentially hundreds of people die. She doesn't know how many people Gabriel showed the tape to. And for some reason, she seems to think something can be done to put Samara to rest. So they go and they read the papers and they study and they learn about the town Samara's mother was from, this distant backwater place where Samara ended up being buried. And Aiden, remembering his experience in the ring too, is like, well, Samara's mother, she was different as well. There was something up with her. And Julie says, maybe it didn't start in the well. Maybe it started there in that town. Maybe that's where we need to go to solve this. Already that's a better logic leap mm. than the one they currently have in the yep. film where it's like, oh, I don't want to get a tail. I'm just going just gonna to die. Uh, yep. She has no plan. I've just yeah. realised Julia in the film yeah, currently has no plan. Not at all. She watches the tape and then doesn't want a tail and is just like, I had a dream about a, a bird. And I can fix it. Yeah. It's okay. Look, there's that bird. <laughs> there's the um, bird in my video that somehow, for some reason is 20 minutes longer than everybody else's yeah. for no reason. It, yeah. That is she's explained so at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Julia says maybe that's what we need to go to solve this. Aiden kind of considers it. 
shakes it off and says, no, my, my mother spent years chasing this, chasing these leads that went nowhere. Samara can't be put to rest. Don't waste your time. And Julia says, I, ca- I can't let those people die. And Aiden looks at her and just says very coldly, do not make me stop you. Julia takes a deep breath. She's more scared than ever, but she has to gamble. Then come with me, she says. We can cover twice as much ground with two. Don't you think Samara would just find another way to get her hatred out in the world if you destroyed those videos? Aiden's had enough of this. And he's obviously shaken up by the fact that, you know, he just shot someone in the head. And he tells Julia not to be stupid. And he just leaves. And he goes back to his motel. Meanwhile, Julia sits in the dark, reading over all the papers again and again, just thinking. All of it reverberating through her head. And she just sits there in the dark, just considering. Aiden, meanwhile, lies on a narrow bed, trembling, tears in his eyes. And eventually he falls into an uneasy sleep. And he dreams of the well. No, he doesn't. towards it. And then somebody emerges from the trees behind the well. His father, Noah, looking waterlogged, dead. And Noah just says, help her. The next day, Aiden comes back to Julia. Okay, he agrees. We go to the town. We see what's there. And so they set out on their quest. On the way, we get a little bit of character development. We learn a bit about them through their still kind of fraught and upside conversations. We find out that Aiden's kind of driven by guilt. He feels like he failed his mother who did everything to save him in his childhood. And Julia kind of gets that. She failed to help Skye too. But she doesn't want to fail the others. She wants to put this right. So they get to the town. And things sort of can play out in a similar way, but I want it to be worse, scarier. The town is more obviously poisoned. The inhabitants are more unsettling. And everywhere- It's like a fucked up Twin Peaks. Exactly. Exactly. A a more fucked up Twin Peaks. (laughs) Just just to clarify. Um, And everywhere, all around the town, we see crosses painted on doors, adorning houses, worn around people's necks, everywhere. And so over several days- we get some investigation. Aiden and Julia look into it and they learn stuff. They learn about Samara's mother, Evelyn, who disappeared as a teenager then returned pregnant. Except we get from everybody this horrible sense from everyone they talk to of judgment and rejection. Like this teen mother sinned and no wonder her daughter ended up being a monster. And these people want nothing to do with that kind of stuff. And so they drove Evelyn out years ago and they have no interest in being a destination for people who are seeking the truth about Samara. And overall, they're threatening and they're ominous and they're horrible towards Aiden and Julia. They just want this all forgotten. But they keep searching, and like in the film, things happen that seem to point them in the right direction. Visions, flashes. She can still have the bit in the church where she gets pulled into the thing, all of that stuff. I fucking hated that scene. Mm. Not, not in terms of it not being good. I just hated it because it's like, oh, you're in it. You're going, you're going to go in the grave. You're going to yeah. crawl in, and the camera's going to follow you. Yep, yep. good. So I'm going to follow <laughs> you. Uh, oh, fuck, we're all dead. So that can, stuff, something like that can happen. Visions, flashes, all pointing them and towards the church, again and again towards the church. And eventually they come to talk to the Vincent D'Onofrio blind man character, Burke, um, who is the caretaker of the church. And he tells them about Evelyn. He tells them, you know, she was always wayward. She was always bad news. It was a good thing when she left this town. And Aiden and Julia, they leave and they kind of discuss. They consider their findings. And we get the impression that Julia is just utterly disgusted by this place, like by the way they treated Evelyn. And by the way, they were to this poor teenage girl. And Aiden kind of agrees, but he's more concerned with the whole Samara side of it. But Julia thinks there's more to Burke. He's the caretaker of the church, and everything they've seen seems to lead back there. So Aiden decides to question the hotel owner, who mentioned that she knew Evelyn, like in the film. And like in the film, Aiden confronts her and learns that Burke was the priest at the time Evelyn went missing, just as Julia, investigating the church, discovers the hole underneath the ground and realizes Evelyn was abducted by the priest, kept in the church, abused, and eventually emerge pregnant only to be completely shunned by the town she turned to for help. And Julia is overcome with rage on behalf of Evelyn. And that, she goes to confront Burke. That room Burke. is fucked too. Yeah. That whole sentence oh, in that room is. Oh, it's awful. Ugh. 
And so Julie goes to confront Burke, looking for answers, as Aiden, realising Burke was the priest, putting two and two together, goes to warn her. And like in the movie, Julie arrives at Burke's house. The scene can play out very similarly. Burke attacks her and Julia realises the truth, realises Burke was the priest, realises Burke is Samara's father. And Burke beats her over and over again, explains that he blinded himself so his daughter could never find him. And he's gloating about his brilliant victory. He's attacking, he's beating Julia, he's throwing her around the place. Her phone is sent flying when she tries to call for help. He towers over Julia and he just says, she could never hurt me because I could never see her. And Julia, bloodied and bruised, looks up at him and smiles. No, she says, but I could. And her phone comes to life. Burke hears it and steps back as Julia stands. She told me where to find you, Julia says. Showed me where to go. I watched the tape exactly seven days ago. You thought you escaped? She never sleeps. And she will make you suffer forever. Love a good long con. Yep. (laughs) And Samara emerges from the phone, just like in the film, and finally destroys her father. Aiden arrives and he and Julia leave together. They drive back to the college, and on the way, Aiden hopeful asks, is that it? Is that what Samara wanted? Julia says nothing, just stares out the window. They arrive back and they're worn out, and they just go straight to Julia's dorm room and they just pass out. And finally sleep peacefully. Aiden's on the floor, Julia's in the bed, there's nothing romantic. I was hoping for a bit of hey, But not fair enough, not fair. They've been and through a dramatic ordeal. Yeah. The next morning, Aiden wakes up. Julie's still asleep. He kind of looks out the window into the morning light and he sees something that stuns him. He goes downstairs very slowly and walks out to the park bench. Waiting there is his father, Noah. They oh. look at each other for a long time. And then Noah smiles. You've done well, he says. What do you mean? Aiden asks. He helped her. But Aiden, face pale, eyes wide, can only ask, Who did I help? Oh no. Imagine, Noah says. Imagine the hate of Samara. Imagine all those years of abuse, of loathing, of hypocrisy. Not just directed at her, but at her mother as well. Imagine all of that, knowing none of it was your fault. Imagine the rage that would grow inside you every day. Now imagine that everything Samara felt, everything that drove her to where she ended up was inside your head. Imagine if you were somebody vulnerable. Somebody who just needed that push. No. Just needed to see the way Samara saw. And a horrible realisation hits. Why? Aiden asks. Because, Noah says, I've seen the other side and I never want to go back there again. So we made a deal. He stands. There is more going on here than you realise, Aiden. The future of the human race and you need to choose your side. Aiden looks at his father and he just turns and runs all the way back to the dorm, back up the stairs, and he bursts through the door into Julia's room. She's sitting at her laptop and she turns to Aiden as he sees her hit send on the email that has just taken Samara's video to hundreds and hundreds of people. They look at each other for a long time. It's a bad world we live in, Aiden, Julia says. All Samara ever wanted was a better one. Do you know what you've done? You finished us. Oh no, Julia says. It's only just begun. Oh, oh my god. The end. Oh, oh fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so much better. You didn't you didn't need to change that much, but what you changed, oh fuck yeah. The reveal of Aiden when you're like, she never sleeps, like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I know where this is going. It's just Oh, 
Hell yeah! As, as you said, it's it's a it's a it's a real maintenance kind of film in that you yeah. don't actually have to change a lot. You just have yeah. to make us give a shit about stuff and hit the right beats thematically. Like at no point does it become clear that Julia is a conduit for Samara. There is no yeah. point yeah. where that yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. clear. I personally enjoyed the twist at the end where she's revealed to be the she's becoming Samara. Yeah, yeah. But I like that this doesn't happen in this. I like that it's just Julia. Being with like a purpose, being a person, yeah, yeah. and yeah. cursing everyone, and uh, yeah, I took the the Noah thing. I was like, as I was thinking about, it, I was like, I'm gonna borrow that from Spiral mm. because I kind of like that, and also just the idea that like he sort of comes back and kind of helps Samara in a weird way. But then I was like, I sort of need a reason for Aiden to go with it, with, with her, sorry, with Julia, and I was like, so in that case, like having Noah kind of direct him. So it could all play out the way Noah wanted. And it's like, obviously, the stuff we don't know. We don't know how Noah came back. We don't know how that works. We don't know any of that stuff. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Doesn't you don't matter. need to know. Set all of that up. You know, if you want to make another one, there you go. There's your gateway. But, uh, yeah. Does the, does the film end just with, like, instead of fade to black, it just goes to static, I'd imagine? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. Now I'm unsettled because yeah. I just realised there's a TV right there and it's, like, oh, right no. in my own life. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you it's point right that in my out? You're fine. There's a T-Rex there. You're all good. No, I'm not. I'm in the same room as it. <laughs> Be closer to the door. Dude, that doesn't help either. <laughs> I got a real Carrie vibe from Julia at the start. Like, how she's, yeah, like, I, was that intentional? Well, or? I sort of, as it went on, I was like, I just kind of like the idea that, like, of somebody who gets drawn to Samara's side because she sees the things the way Samara saw it. And yeah. she's yeah. she doesn't obviously have it as bad as Samara. She wasn't thrown down a well or anything like that. But, you know, she sees the world kind of as it is. She sees people are horrible to her. She kind of feels downtrodden and put upon for reasons she can't explain or can't understand. And I think, you know, the kind of core thing of The Ring, the thing that always stuck with me in the original, not, not the original original, but the original American one, was when Samara kills Noah. Yeah. And when she kind of looks up and you see Samara's face for the first time, that always stuck with me because to me that's like a portrayal of pure unbridled rage. Yeah. Yeah. And what is at the heart of Samara as a character, at least in these American films, is rage. That's what drives her, rage at the injustice of what happened to her. And I thought Samara's like victory here is not in killing lots lots of people, it's – Showing somebody else that rage. Mm. It's giving exactly that spread to spread someone it, else. Spread it, spread it. Like yeah. a virus. Like a like virus. A virus. Yeah. I, you, could almost, you could almost have like a, a fun sequence. At, at the end of um, the reboot for Planet of the Apes when they weren't sure if they were going to do a second one, but they kind of have that great after the credit sequence where the guy has been bitten by the monkey and he gets on the plane and then you see the plane, fly the plane, fly yeah, the plane. Yeah, yeah. You could almost literally have just a sequence of like someone gets an email, watches the video, someone watches the video, oh, guys, check this out. On like Ellen or something. We got this really crazy video sent into oh. us. We're going to watch it today on TV. Yeah. Something wow. like that. So then you, you see the escalation and you see like, the, the scope of Samara's plan yeah, playing out. The Japanese one. I think the way out. it plays out is that like Asakawa. I've never seen the Japanese no, one. No, no, sorry. This is, this is in the novel. Ah. Um, I won't read that. Over, <laughs> yes, okay. Over the course of the trilogy of novels or the first two, I think the way it plays out is that like Asakawa, who is the Rachel character, he's writing notes all through the first book. And then he dies in the second book. He only appears briefly and he dies in a car accident in the second book because it turns out that, like, the virus still killed him somehow. Yeah. Or no, I think it was the virus killed his family and he was driving the car and he saw that they died and he crashed the car and then he dies. His notes get found and they get published as a book. And the idea is that that book has the same power as the videotape. People read it and it has the same effect. And then, you know, by the end of Spiral, like, the book's being made into a movie and it's just, like, all these ways that, like, Samara's curse kind of spreads – Sort of in a bit of a meta way. That yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. Wouldn't, um, wouldn't yeah. it be funny, like, not funny, but, you know, in this day and age, 
the ring video would be a meme. Yeah. People would be killed by a meme. Yeah. Well, that's kind of if, huh. and if, I would see it by accident yep, scrolling same. through Facebook. Yeah, it's like where they and that makes me so well. afraid. Like, well, rings like that, that's kind of something rings could have played with. Was if, if rings was like really savvy and really that's another well, that, different that's, version see, of that's, what I've done. Yeah. That's what but, I thought was going to happen because it's plural. It's yeah, rings yeah. exactly. You, you, it's it's fifteen years later. The plane sequence makes you think that it can be on any screen anywhere. Mm. It's not well, just they do a video it tape. With, her, with um, her coming out of the phone, which yeah. I thought was really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah but like, cool. like I said at the start, going in, I didn't really take those opportunities. I thought there was a fun way to kind of like with the Noah thing pay tribute to the original. Yeah, that to like pay tribute to like kind of a lot of that thing. The original of like seeing things as Sadako saw it, stuff like that. Well, that'd be almost paying tribute to the original film's um, legacy, Gabe. The, the word I could. Uh, oh, your face right now. Word I could drop in there. And on that note, <laughs> I've been Gabe. I've been Handsome Tom. I've been Ems. Cool. Well, if you have any opinions on the Ring franchise, on Rings, on this maintenance or anything like that, um, email us in at. Do we have our own email address now? No, we do have our own Twitter. So. Yes, we do. True. Mm. So it's Sandspants, still sandspantsradio at gmail.com, but we do have our own Twitter at mmsandspants. Um, otherwise, personally, I'm at Gobergmoser. I'm at Awkward Treed. And I'm at Hooked by Ems. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Seven days. Stop it! <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to help support the show, why not become a member at sanspantsplus.com and get early access to our shows, a bunch of exclusive content, and much, much more. That's sanspantsplus.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.